In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. The prophet Jeremiah gives us our first reading this weekend. Jeremiah has some strong words aimed at the shepherds who mislead and scatter the Lord's flock. But think figuratively here. Jeremiah isn't talking literally about shepherds and sheep, but rather he's talking about Israel's kings and their subjects, their flock. Remember that Jeremiah is speaking just prior to and during the exile of the Israelites into Babylon. So when he mentions that the sheep have been scattered and not cared for, he's picturing the Israelites who have suffered exile because the rulers were wicked. It'd be helpful at Mass that when you hear this passage, you replace the word shepherd with ruler. Anyway, the passage ends with Jeremiah speaking an oracle. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up a righteous shoot to David. These words of Jeremiah set the basis for something we see in Judaism even in the time of Jesus. Jewish expectation for a Messiah, a king like David, who will reign and govern wisely. The primary characteristic of this king will be his righteousness. And in fact, the very last verse of this passage says that the name given the king will be the Lord our righteousness. This is actually a subtle dig at the ruler who was put on the throne in Jerusalem during the exile. Or, in other words, when the Babylonians came into Jerusalem and shackled up some of the Israelites to take them away, in place of the former king, Jehoiakim, they gave the throne to a man named Madaniah. Except on becoming king, Madaniah changed his name to Zedekiah. This was a common thing to do, changing your name when you became king. And what does Zedekiah mean? Well, my righteousness, the Lord. So this new king, who will actually rule with righteousness, unlike Zedekiah, will have a name that means the exact same thing as Zedekiah's, just flipped, instead of my righteousness, the Lord. This king will be called the Lord, our righteousness. We'll spend the most amount of our time this week on the second reading, taken from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. In it, the author speaks of how Christ Jesus broke down the dividing wall of enmity. Just what is this dividing wall? That's a subject of big debate. And there are a couple of possibilities. The first is that in the temple in Jerusalem, there was literally a dividing wall that separated Jews from Gentiles. Gentiles could enter the outer courts of the temple, but after a certain point, they could walk no further inward. In fact, archaeologists dug up a sign near the temple that said this, No man of another race is to enter within the fence and enclosure around the temple. Whoever is caught will have only himself to thank for the death which follows. So the first possibility is that the dividing wall actually refers to the wall at the temple which separated Jews from Gentiles. The second possibility for this dividing wall is that it refers to the Jewish law, the law of Moses, which was more of a sociological barrier. Jewish laws were spoken of as a fence which protected them from Gentile immorality. And this second possibility of the dividing wall is more likely, since in the next line, after mentioning the dividing wall, the passage continues by saying that Jesus abolished the law with its commandments and legal claims. It's helpful to remember, as we've mentioned before on this show, that there is real animosity between Jews and Gentiles at the time of Jesus. Think Red Sox and Yankees. They just didn't like each other at all, and they had different cultures as well. Yet the author here is showing how Jesus eliminated that which was a thing of division between Jews and Gentiles, thus establishing peace. 
and reconciling both with God. As St. Paul says elsewhere, there is neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free person, nor male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Lastly, there's not too much to say about our gospel here. It sets up the miraculous feeding that takes place in the verses after it. Although, beginning next week, we actually won't hear the continuation of this story, but rather we'll hear from the sixth chapter of John's gospel for the next six Sundays. As a quick note, here we have the only place in all of Mark's gospel where Jesus' disciples are referred to as apostles, since the very word for apostle means one who is sent. After the disciples had been sent two by two by Jesus earlier in this sixth chapter of Mark, those who had been sent now return to him, and Jesus asks them to come away and rest a while. So that's it. That's your Sunday set up for this 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year B. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.